Hey, SBCC family, Jason Miller here. This is a Tribune Project update episode on the podcast. Uh, we know that a bunch of you are following along as we together discern our financial commitments to the Tribune Project. This is us getting our hands on the printing press building of the South Bend Tribune in downtown South Bend and taking that building that's been empty for quite a while now and uh, acquiring it, transforming it, and filling it with new life to make it a place not just for us as a church, but for the people of South Bend and for all of you who participate in the digital family. Uh, if you want to catch the teaching for the week, you can find the teaching episode in the podcast feed as well. And during this time, let me remind you, you can head to southbendcitychurch.com to learn more about the project or to make a commitment. Welcome to South Bend City Church. Uh, it's the Sunday at the beginning of spring break, so we're a bit of a skeleton crew today, but we're honored that you're here. And uh, we do have a lot going on, and I, and I want to take a little bit of time to update you on some of the big happenings related to our future home. So we'll do that, and then we'll move on to the Sermon on the Mount, the latest installment and all of that. Uh, as a reminder for most of you, next summer in the month of June, uh, that's the end of our time here at Studebaker. Our lease wraps up, and so we've been in months of process and discernment work as a community. And again, I know most of you know all about this now, but just to clarify and remind, we've landed on a plan that we're gonna take this old house in downtown South Bend, the printing press building of the South Bend Tribune, we're gonna buy it and we're gonna turn it into this as a place to be together uh, on Sundays and a place for the city during the week. And we are hot in pursuit of this project right now. Uh, on Friday, we signed the purchase agreement. That's very exciting. Yeah. I just had no idea that commercial real estate is as complex as it is. We have learned so much over the last few months, but we're really thankful for where we're at there. Um, today, I want to update you on the project. I also want you to hear a perspective on the project that I was really helped by when I heard it. And to, to hear that perspective, I want to introduce you to Willow Weatherall. Please welcome Willow to the stage. Yeah, give Willow some love while she comes up here. Willow, we're going to get to your current work in a minute. Um, but the funny thing about Willow and I is we really got to know each other uh, five, six years ago when we were landing on Studebaker as a home. And what was happening in that season was I would be across the table from Willow as Willow was representing what's happening here at Studebaker at the time. Can you take us back to then, like what you were doing in general and your work on South and City Church here at Studebaker? Yeah, sure. So um, during that time, I was uh, Director of Community Engagement for the Studebaker Redevelopment Initiative. And um, part of my role was to get new tenants into the space. So, you know, the overall project is 1.1 million square feet mm -hmm. of space. And you just, you know, you do that like one organization at a time. But the truth is that when, you know, when South Bend City Church first um, approached the project and had interest in being in this space, a church was not the first thing that came to mind <laughs> when we were thinking about building the Midwest's largest mixed-use uh, mixed technology campus. Yeah, it just yeah. wasn't. That it wasn't, wasn't, huh? It just wasn't on our radar. And in fact, you know, I'd go to people, I'm like, I'm like, guess who wants to be in this ecosystem? And they'd guess lots of different guesses. And, and they're like, we give up. And I'm like, a church. <laughs> and, um, you know, it was, you know, it was like in really interesting. Um, it was an interesting opportunity for us. Mm -hmm. So it was, you know, it was definitely an opportunity for me to get to know the church better, you mm -hmm. know. Um, and, you know, that's actually like how I came to become part of South Bend City mm -hmm. Church is sort of you know, doing my research, like yeah. who, who are these folks and why do they want to be in here? And yeah. what's, what's their vision? How does that align with what we're building? And um, you know, I've said this before that the, this ecosystem, what we were building and the different kind of tenants that came in, like mm -hmm. after leaving the Studebaker redevelopment, I, you know, I can say hands down, like 
this group was like the best tenant that I put into this ecosystem. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah, it really, it's, it was, you know, and it was, it was surprising. Mm. Um, the opportunity was surprising. And, you know, anyways, I think That's it's amazing. worked out. Yeah. Uh, this journey has been full of surprises for all of us, and we love that. Uh, tell us, I, I think your background is really interesting because it, there's a depth to your work that runs, runs deeper than maybe like just plugging in tenants, right? Right. So tell us a little bit about like your studies, your passion areas, your research, and like what you bring to all the development work that you do. Yeah, I, um, my, what originally brought me to South Bend um, was to do, I, I came to do a master's in international peace studies mm -hmm. at the Kroc Institute at Notre Dame, and that was in 2001. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I was on a career trajectory to do international development work. Mm -hmm. And that's where I thought, like, I'd get to make a difference in the world. Yeah. And I came to realize after, you know, living in South Bend for a while, there were, there were other Peace Studies graduates that had sort of land, landed here in South Bend mm -hmm. and were starting to do really interesting work. And, and my niche had been studying how post-conflict societies rebuild. And as I started to look around at South Bend, I, I saw this really mirrors a lot of different contexts that I've been studying. So you have, you didn't have a war, but you had significant economic decline. You mm -hmm. had social fractioning. You have people who had distrust of local government. And I thought, I actually could take what I'm learning and plant myself here and make a big difference. Yeah. And, um, you know, so I've, I come at the, you know, community and economic development world, like, through that peace studies yeah. lens. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And I feel like since the day I met you, I've I didn't always know that that was your background, but I sensed that kind of deep current uh, in you. There was, there was just something down there underneath the tactical, yeah. um, and it's been really joyful to learn from you and to um, see your leadership in the city. Um, that, that passion is taking you to downtown South and Incorporated. Tell us a little bit about your work now. Um, right, so as of um, January this year, I um, went full-time as executive director for downtown South Bend, and um, and you I got to say, some people hear that you're the director of downtown South Bend and they think, are you the mayor? Right. right? I it's know. like, what, what I is know. this? Tell us, what does this mean? Yeah. Um, well, I, you know, I direct the organization that's really focused on, um, you know, revitalizing our downtown. Yep. So not the mayor, um, but I definitely, you know, I'm wearing, I'm wearing my downtown shirt, yes. you know, yes. proud today. Like, you know, I definitely consider like. That's my, that's my world yeah, down yeah, there, you yeah. know? And um, I definitely work closely with the mayor, but with like, you know, a lot of other people who have a passion for um, what could be, and they're, they're building really interesting things downtown. So um, yeah, our work is to, is to make downtown, you know, this vibrant, prosperous mm -hmm. destination for everyone, mm -hmm. um, and to really transform the built environment as well, yes. so. Awesome, so built environment transformation. Um, tell us a little bit then about, like when you first heard that we were looking at Tribune, what did you think, what did you feel, how do you see that project through the lens of your work? Yeah, that was super exciting. I mean, because the, the first thing is just to acknowledge, like, this has been an amazing space. And, um, but the vision for the kind of impact that South Bend City Church could have in this particular ecosystem, mm -hmm. I, I just don't think can be realized here. Mm -hmm. And so what was exciting is to think about, um, it's always exciting to work with people that can just see beyond what something was in the past mm. and is currently, which is a vacant building, mm -hmm. and see what it could be. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love about this church. And so to have this church positioned in the heart of the community in an iconic place, mm. um, you know, without, 
where it's, you know, you're easy, it's easy to identify the building, the location, you know, it's just, it's different. We're tucked away here, mm -hmm. a little bit harder to find. Mm -hmm. um, so just that change in the physical location, but really I feel like um, owning the building and um, being able to develop it, like with the way the church, in the, within the church's values and mm -hmm. vision and the kind of impact, like it just unleashes so many amazing possibilities. Mm -hmm. So um, the last time I was in the Tribune building, it was many years ago, I um, was directing, um, I directed a preschool when my kids were really little, and during the summer we do these adventure camps. Yes. And part of, so one of, the, one of the things we did, I did a whole series of camps that introduced kids to downtown South Bend, mm -hmm. and we toured the Tribune building, and I aligned the tour just at the right moment when the newspapers were drying, they were on that, oh, yeah, that yeah. you know, conveyor belt going yep. up, you know, up into the space. And it was, you know, it was a space that was alive with activity. Mm -hmm. So then going back in recently and just, you know, seeing the renderings, like that life is gonna come back to that building. And so yeah. just incredibly exciting. That's awesome. Uh, you also, you know, you're, you're tightly connected with, with the downtown ecosystem, which means you're always talking with and connecting with other people who are invested downtown. Yeah. And I gather you've had a chance to like, sort of like check the pulse of the downtown community as the word gets out about our intention there. Like, what are yeah. you picking up? Yeah. Um, no, it's really exciting because, you know, there's so many pockets um, in South Bend in general, but in downtown, you know, where there's, there are buildings that have been vacant for a long time. And, you know, people are like, God, I wish that we, you know, I wish that we could bring life back to that place. And what I've noticed is that on any, you know, any pocket in the city, it really just takes like two or three of the, the right combination of like businesses mm -hmm. or organizations working together. Mm -hmm that has this incredible ripple effect across the rest of the block. Mm -hmm. So with South Bend Ch City Church, like saying, here's where we're going to be, already the conversations are, are around that area of either smaller entities that huh. have already, you know, are already there, yep. are now like leaning in, like we've got an incredible partner, or there's just this immediate like follow-on effect of, of interest of other, um, you know, other people that are in interested in being in close proximity. Wow. So yeah. that's super exciting, and, and the thing that's, I would say, equally exciting is that that interest is really being generated um, through lo like local ownership. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not external entities looking to suck equity out of our downtown yeah, and take yeah. advantage. Yeah. It's, mm -hmm. it's other people that are builders mm -hmm. and are wanting to come, you know, come in alongside what the church is doing. So yeah, so there's development. You know, there's development that's already in the works sort of on the north side of the church that will really transform that area. But in mm -hmm. the buildings immediate to the, like immediate west and mm -hmm. south mm -hmm. is where I'm seeing, yeah, some exci excitement. Yeah. Some, some excitement. Yeah, yes. that's awesome. Yeah, it's well, new. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought you were able to share some of these perspectives in a smaller meeting that we had earlier. I personally found it so helpful. And like, you know, when, you, when you're on a project, you get tunnel vision, right? So you zoom in on the details of the project. And it just was so helpful for me to hear you because you have this kind of whole ecosystem perspective that gave me some different things to think about. So I'm really thankful we get to hear from you. Also, since we have you up here, I do want to say uh, we love and cheer for and are so thankful for people like you who give your life and your work to the well-being of everybody in South Bend. So thank you. And we should all say thanks to Willow. Yeah. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Thanks, yeah. Willow. And Jason, yeah, I just want to say, you know, yeah. thank, thanks for inviting me up here. And um, it is like the greatest joy of my work to get to work with other people that roll up their sleeves and want to get stuff done. So thanks to the community here for being a partner with me. That's awesome. Thank you, Willow. You guys want to hear how it's going?
Let's do some project updates. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about how the commitment project pr process is going. Before I put the information on the screen, just a reminder, if you haven't been here or you're, you're kind of fuzzy on the details, I'm fuzzy on everything right now, personally. Um, so where we're at right now is we're in the middle of the commitment phase. Basically, between now and next Sunday, we're discerning together what kind of financial commitments we want to make to give over the next two years to the project. And then the reason we have a deadline there is, I just mentioned we signed the purchase agreement. So in short order, we need to take those commitments that we're making right now to the bank. Like literally, we take those commitments to the bank. And then that's how we secure the mortgage part of the process that comes alongside our giving for the full, the, the full thing, right? So in that process of making commitments, uh, let me kind of give you stock of where we're at. So our goal is $3 million for what we're going to give over the next two years. And as of today, actually as of last night, we're uh, $1,125,395 given, committed, or committed from 57 individuals and families. And I think that's worth celebrating. That's a big deal. Yeah. And so much so that uh, because we crossed that first million dollar threshold and we didn't want to like just fly right past that, the team thought we should celebrate that a little bit. So I feel like Oprah right now. Look under your chairs. I'm serious, look under your chairs. We got a little sticker for you. We got a, a little gift, a little memento of the project. Uh, you can slap this on your laptop or on your refrigerator or on your car. Everybody should have one. You might have to flip your chair over, yeah. A little bit of project pride for everyone here uh, to sort of blast the vision for the project. Not bad, right? This is what you get for coming to church the Sunday, the beginning of spring break. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We are um, so thankful, and we don't take for granted um, this progress here. Um, let me go back to that slide with the commitment numbers there. So 3 million the goal, 1.125 committed, and 57 individuals and families. Uh, do you guys want to, I thought today you might be interested in looking a little deeper at the numbers. Uh, some of you in the room are wonky, like me, and it gives you more context and more perspective on where we're at and where this is going. Do you want to, like, go under the hood on these numbers a little bit? Cool, let's go there. Uh, I thought this was interesting for you. Next slide. The range of commitments. Um, I'm going to say a lot about this because I think it's really beautiful and significant. So people are committing up for what they're going to give over the next two years. And the range of commitments goes from $480 committed over the next two years to $300,000 committed over the next two years. What I love about that is I actually think that's a profound picture of what the church ought to be. Uh, Jesus has that story he tells, and I mentioned this a couple weeks ago. Uh, they're walking, it's not a story, they, he observes that at the temple there are people of great means giving, and then there's somebody of less financial means who gives a, a quantitative amount that's much smaller. And Jesus tells his friends, quite matter-of-factly, that the, the widow who gave out of her limited means gave more. He just says that. He just says they gave more. That in the kingdom of God, in the economy of God, things are different. And I think this is a picture of what the church ought to be. That, like, in this church family, we have people of the widest imaginable spectrum of means uh, financially, right? We have people who don't know um, how they're going to pay for their next rent check. And we have people who have a lot of uh, resources and assets that they're sitting on. And I think when the church shows up, it's a celebration of everybody doing their part from wherever they come from and whatever they have to give. And to be quite honest, I actually think there's a, a certain kind of um, faith or heart that's like really clearly reflected in that $480 that is especially beautiful. Because if I have $300,000 to give, which I don't, I imagine it's kind of easy for me to see what a difference that makes, right? I look at the goal, and I know that that number is a big part of that goal. 
what I find even more moving and um, beautiful is somebody who has a, an amount to commit that may not feel like it moves the needle on the project, but they jump into it with their heart because participation matters, right? And so um, I think that whole range is beautiful, and frankly, it, um, it kind of takes my breath away that people are showing up like that across that whole spectrum. I also just thought this was interesting. If you actually look at just all the commitments, the most common commitment amount, like the most number of people who have picked an amount, is, in the, is, is right at $10,000. And I just, you can do whatever you want with that, but I have access to all this information, and some of you are wonky like me, and I thought you might enjoy seeing some of it too. Um, now, let's do a little bit of project forecasting, because let me go back to the slide before that, Diana. Yeah, thank you. So if you see a $3 million goal, and again, that's what we're going to uh, need to give alongside the mortgage to do the full scope of the project. And if you see $1.1 million committed, uh, you might have questions about like, what kind of forecasting we're thinking about right now. Like, where does this go, right? Um, that's great. I want to uh, show you some, some, some different uh, scenarios that we are working on, because there's so many variables. In, in real time, we keep sort of calculating uh, different possible futures here inside the, the realm of our life at Tribune. Uh, now, here's the thing, though. If I show you different scenarios, I need you to promise me something. Okay, so let's go to that slide, Diana, where we're all going to say something together. Would everybody please uh, read this together, a liturgical reading uh, all together now. Before Jay shows us more numbers, we promise to remember that these are estimates based on complex equations with numerous variables, many of which cannot be more precisely determined until we begin the project in earnest. And all God's people said, amen. Good, okay. Amen. That being said, let me show you what we're working on. Next slide. So again, the full project scope is we take a $2.5 million mortgage. Again, that's also an estimate. Interest rates are varying. We're working with the bank on approval scenarios, but we think that that's an appropriate mortgage debt because if we have a $2.5 million mortgage, we'll pay less on our monthly mortgage payment than we currently pay on our rent here. Actually, quite a bit less because we're leaving room for utilities and maintenance costs, right? That's where that $2.5 million number comes from. And then again, the full scope project, $3 million, that's us what we're going to give over the next two years. Here's the thing. We still think this is the right thing to shoot for, and we're not giving up on it yet. Why is it the right thing to shoot for? It's the right thing to shoot for because our heart for the Tribune building isn't just that South Bend City Church has a Cadillac. We weren't like looking for an upgrade as a church. We're looking for functional space to live our life together. But when we realized that the Tribune building is the best option for our future, our, our vision expanded a little bit, the way that Willow was talking about. And we began asking pretty quickly, if we're going to be the stewards of this space downtown in the heart of downtown, what does it mean to take responsibility for the full space on behalf of the whole city, right? That's where this big project vision comes from. Not just that like Sunday mornings would be fancy, but rather that like this space that's been empty for quite a while, unused in the heart of downtown, would be sort of maximized in its potential for the benefit of the whole city, right? We don't need a rooftop to worship Jesus on Sunday mornings, right? However, like downtown has very little good outdoor space. The rooftop would be a really wonderful way for people to flourish and enjoy the outdoors, have weddings on the rooftop, events on the rooftop. That's a good example where we don't need the Cadillac, but if we're gonna steward a building on behalf of the city, we wanna do the full scope project, right? Also, the reason we still think that that might be realistic is we've got 57 commitments on the project so far. And in the last year, something like 250 individuals and families give to our church. 
So I have no idea uh, if you're going to discern that you should be a part of this project or what you're going to discern. But what we do know is that we have still a small fraction of the people who regularly give financially who've committed to the project. And so that's why we, like, we're still moving toward the $3 million goal. That being said, we're also asking, like, like, because we don't know what's going to happen, because we don't have a crystal ball, and we don't think that faith comes with the kind of guarantees that like, have dollar signs attached to them. We've also been asking, um, like, what's the minimum viable future for us in this building, and what's the cost for that? Now, this number isn't new. We've already shown this in some settings, but not all of you have seen it yet. So I want to put this in front of you. Uh, next slide. So there's a phased approach option of the project that would require the $2.5 million mortgage and then a $1.5 million investment up front. In the phased approach, what we would do is, uh, if you've seen the renderings, you can see them up there upstairs in the mezzanine if you haven't yet, or find them on the website. Um, in the phased approach, that big upstairs vaulted ceiling gathering area that's on the second floor, the kind of cathedral-like space. In the phased approach, we actually don't really touch that space. It remains unrenovated. We fill out most of the kids' area, like the plan is, and then what would be the lobby in the full approach would be subdivided into like a mini lobby and a gathering area. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'll just say that again in case that's unclear. In the phased approach, the large vaulted ceiling cathedral-like area, we wouldn't touch that in the phased approach. Rather, uh, we would go ahead and renovate most of the kids' area, as you see it in the designs, and then we would take what is planned to be the large lobby area in the full scope. And we would subdivide that with a mini lobby and then a worship area in that same general footprint in the building. Make sense? The good news, of course, is that that's a viable way for us to move forward and have our life in our new home. I think that's awesome, and I'm really thankful for this. It's also good news because we're pretty close to that number already at more than 1.1 million committed, right? Uh, there's a couple of downsides to this approach. Uh, the practical downside is that we end up building things that we would tear down later because we would still have the dream and goal of ultimately moving toward the full use of the full building, right? So in the phased approach, it means that we probably have to do more fundraising later in our life together. And then some of the things that we would build to make the phased approach work, we would deconstruct so that we could then build out the full scope of the project, right? Of course, the other downside on the phased approach is, like I said, it just means there's a lot of prime square footage sitting downtown unutilized, right? However, um, I'm really thankful that this is an option. There's a third scenario that fits into all the variables that we're playing around with that kind of fits into the middle here, uh, which is reduced full use. So in this sort of middle ground scenario, we would go ahead and like, make use of that vaulted ceiling cathedral-like room for our gathering area. And we would have the full-size lobby. We'd have most of the kids' stuff. But it does mean that we kind of strip out a lot of the other sort of beauty and functional ads in the building that we get that would get it to the full use. Does that make sense? Anybody tracking? Anybody have questions about that? Cool. Okay. We wanted to put all that in front of you because it's the way that we're continuing to think about the project as everything evolves. Um, and then this week is like the high stakes week. So between now and next Sunday is the deadline for commitments. And we have to have a deadline because we have to take it to the bank and get things going, right? So um, I want to remind you that uh, if you haven't made a commitment yet, but you've been thinking about it and discerning it, you can go to our website. The front page of SouthbendCityChurch.com has all the info, and it's got a link that you can click, and that link will take you to a form where you can let us know what you'd like to commit over the next two years. You can let us know if you plan to give that through like regular cash giving or whether you want to make a gift of stock or property or some other asset. Uh, all that stuff's there on the website. And then um, on Easter, we'll let you know what the number is. 
and then we'll uh, plow forward together with where we stand. Uh, after the gathering today, if you want to learn more about the project, head to the mezzanine. I'll be up there. You'll see we've got the designs up there for you to take stock of. I'm happy to answer your questions. Uh, but we're one week away from like locking in our commitments and moving forward with the plan. And uh, as I put all these numbers in front of you, I hope you hear my gratitude and my enthusiasm on this. Um, I've said it before, I'll say it again. This is not a church where people with more money matter more. And this is not a church where we've been asking how do we squeeze the most dollars out of people. However, we have this beautiful opportunity in front of us and I don't wanna be um, negligent in my responsibility to like, like call us to this. Like, hey, this is what we're doing. We spent months discerning this and now we're doing it and we get to sacrifice together and make it happen. And so we're gonna keep uh, praying together and thinking about our commitments and making those commitments online between now and next Sunday. Sound good? Awesome. Thank you for hanging with me through all the details.